0: good night wherever you are in the world that is totally the first time we've recorded this um (laughs) welcome back to another episode of from the field to the track i am as always joined by my lovely co-host and best friend katie and today we have a very very special guest we have the winner of the inaugural season the inaugural from the field to the track awards for the underrated content creator award we have liv so liv and katie how are you
1: i'm good thank you thank you guys for having me on i'm very very excited to talk
2: we are very excited I am so good.
1: Yeah, we are so excited
2: to see you live. Liv is one of my favorites. I would have voted for her for underrated um content creator of the year. You are my favorite person to get all my information. This is what I always say on my Instagram. I'm like, Liv is my favorite place to get information. There's something happening. Liv has like got she's read all the articles, she's watched all the videos, and she's got like a, a good like two-minute video for you to explain anything that's happening. She's yeah. We'll, we'll we'll put her at on the screen somewhere and in the description and Thank stuff. You so you guys can go have. so a look. you guys
0: can go and follow her because she honestly yeah. is our icon, our legend, our queen. We love her so so. You guys so are much. my Correct.
1: icons.
0: <laughs> um. So, Kadia, as We're... I always do, I'm about to throw you under a massive bus. Um. What are we talking about today?
2: We have called this episode a crash course to F2 and F3, which is kind of punny. Now, I've just realised that because, like, crashing. They do a lot of that, actually, but we'll get into that later. Um, For people who just have a little bit of inertia to get into um, Formula 2 and Formula 3, it is obviously sounds exactly like the pinnacle of motorsport, Formula 1. So, um, yeah, and it runs at the same time and all that kind of stuff. So it is the perfect series to get series to get into just really cool um i speak i reckon especially for younger fans as well but we'll get into that later um yeah so this is what this episode's in. we're going to go through what a weekend looks like we're going to go into the cars themselves um and then we're also going to get into like some of the drivers and stuff like that and how they pick the drivers which is going to be real cool so um before, yeah, before we get into China, that though
0: Live, give us like a two-minute pitch of who you are, what what you're doing, and how you kind of came to where you are today.
1: So, hi, my name's Olivia. I go by Motorsport Live on TikTok and Instagram. I'm a content creator. I like to say making like educational content on F1 and all of the feeder series because I find them really interesting. I want to become a motorsport presenter in the future or just working in F1 media in general. If you put me in the paddock i'll be happy honestly just all smiles (laughs) all around that i'm gonna be starting at uni this year so big steps towards hopefully that most content like career but
0: yeah (laughs) oh my gosh i'm so excited like all three of us are starting uni this year and it's so scary but it's so like oh my gosh like Like this is the next big thing of your life, you know. Like this is something that you look forward yeah. to. So it's so crazy. But we're all here for each other, and we've all got each other's backs. So that's all really we could ask for. So yeah,
2: one day you guys are all gonna see us in the paddock. Will be and you're gonna be we'll like, like good to go.
0: Exactly. And be like, I know They're this person. People. you know.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I I remember the podcast they did together, about Formula the Two and Formula Three, and now they work with them. Like, <laughs> hopefully, exactly. manifestation one day. Fingers crossed. So,
0: Katie, once again, I'm gonna throw you into the deep end. This is your time to shine. Nice, so, this nice. is what we're gonna talk. This is what we're gonna talk about. Essentially, the cars itself, for Formula Two and Formula Three. Obviously, for Formula Two, as Katie will get into it shortly, there is a new car. So, because Katie wants to be an engine engineer, even though it's not a mechanical engineer, I thought that this would be great for her. <laughs>
2: She's, I st- I still love cars themselves, so we'll talk about that. Yeah, so I thought we could just first kind of talk about the actual car. Um, so the car itself, I would say, looks pretty similar to a Formula One car, like from from the outside. Looking at your TV, um, they look pretty similar. Obviously, the F1 car is just a little bit more, like a little bit more fast, I guess. So an F1 car, just to give you a little bit of a, a benchmark, that accelerates from. What, 0 to 100 kilometers per hour in 2.4 seconds the formula 2 car which is the next series down it goes from 0 to 100 in two point nine, and the f3 goes from 0 to 100 in 3.1 um and then kind of similar to give you guys some more benchmarks an f1 car um has a max speed of about 355 kilometers per hour f2 335 and an f3 300 kilometers now what I've been told by people who've been to races and Tiana can back me up here is that F2 and F3 cars are a lot louder than F1 cars and that's got something to do with the engine they have a slightly different engine and um if you guys didn't know F1 cars um they have each constructor builds their car i mean that's what why they're called constructors because they construct their car whereas an f2 they get given their cars so all of their cars are exactly the same which contributes to what a lot of people love about formula two and formula three which is really close because it's not really about your car like you you don't have your red bulls who just built this absolute masterpiece um you obviously do 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 have teams that do a lot better but we'll get into that a little bit later um but they again, some more similarities. They both have DRS and they both have those Pirelli tyres. Um, yeah, and, and as Tiana touched on just before, um, the F2 is getting a new car this year, so I thought we could just quickly talk about that. So, every I think from memory, every five is it either three or five years. They get a completely new car, they build a new car, and this year they've really focused on trying, and a big complaint that drivers have in general about the Formula 2 car, is that it's really different to F1. It's a really different car, different really drivability to the F1 car. Um, So what they've really focused on in building this car is trying to make it as similar to make that more of a seamless transition um that's what formula three and formula two are about all about being feeder series into the f1 so it makes sense for their car to be as similar as possible right so they're powered by a 3.4 liter turbo engine if that means something to anybody um (laughs) But they are designed um, as much as possible to promote that real classic um, Formula 2 and Formula 3 wheel-to-wheel racing, like three wide corners and all that crazy stuff. Um, But it's also designed, which is really exciting, to um, be able to cater to a wider range of drivers, specifically to females, which is pretty exciting um, that obviously females different, different body type, I guess, in general, because of our anatomy. So, um, we do have to have a little bit of different car, apparently. So, this is why they've had to use, um, so one of the, um, drivers that was really involved in testing was, um, Tatiana, what's her last name? Cauldron, is it called? (laughs) Um, my friends are just outside the door. (laughs) Tatiana Cauldron. Yeah, Cauldron. Anyway, um, so um she was involved in in the testing of the car um to to help make sure that it was well and then it was um it was unveiled in Monza this year and um Filippo Jagovich has also driven it there's those are some of the big names who have driven it since And interesting about this car so F1 cars and the current cars have um something called power steering um which is basically kind of like how do you explain it makes it easier to um turn because like as you turn it kind of like helps you whereas for some reason these new f2 cars don't have power steering which is pretty cool um so yeah we are obviously getting a new car this year which is 2024 f3 is getting a new car in 2025 so yeah that's pretty exciting do you guys have any thoughts feelings anything that i've missed about the cars that's
1: interesting I mean, I think in general it's better to make it more accessible because it's been a common complaint that it's very suited to a certain body type, let's say. Mm. Especially with mm. the wheel and like things like that. So I think it's great to have women involved in the testing and make but it yeah. actually accessible for everyone.
0: Yeah. I was like when they unveiled that car in Monza and like Tatiana Calderon was obviously obviously if you watched Formula 2 for a while, you've known that Tatiana Calderon was in Formula 2. And obviously she did struggle a lot. And we have seen that, like especially with the Formula 2 and Formula 3 cars. That's why it's so hard for women, especially when they get the opportunity to race, they can't do well. And then obviously it starts those misogynistic comments of like, see, like, you put a woman in the seat. But like at the end of the day, this new era of Formula, Formula 2 cars will at least benefit the people coming through from F1 Academy and Freca which is honestly going to be absolutely amazing and i cannot wait to see the progression of the cars and the progression of everything really
1: but yeah Definitely. okay
0: so exciting. that's the car which drive. which is
2: why you guys should that's... get into formula 2 and formula 3 this year because they have a new car in formula 2 so it's going to be new for literally everybody yeah. every driver is going to be because obviously knowing the car is a big advantage um I mean they, they get to test it a little bit beforehand they get given one car I think they get given one car pretty soon and then just before they get given the second car um from the people who build them so yeah so it'll be a really exciting year everyone's going to be new a little bit like you know everyone's going to be a rookie in, in some respects you know what I mean so um yeah, it's gonna And be
0: we cool. already have so many... Like, my, 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 my thing that was running through the back of my mind was why in the world were we doing Abu Dhabi testing? Because it was so pointless to me because I was like, they're not even, like people like paul aaron and like Kimi Antonelli and all of these like rookies and stuff like yes they're getting good information for the formula 2 car but yes the car is going to be way different next season oh, so true. what they're learning now is probably not even going to help them but whatever it's up to the fia not me <laughs> if it's up to me everyone would get a holiday a bit earlier everyone would go to holidays you know but something that is very important within Sorry, <laughs> but something that is very important within the Formula f- 2 and Formula 3 schedule um, f- like category is the difference of schedules between um, Formula 1 to Formula 2 and Formula 3. When- obviously, when we have a sprint race weekend in Formula 1, it's kind of similar, but not really similar to the way that Formula 2 and Formula 3 are laid out. So I have some notes here, um, but it is very quick, guys. Sorry. Oh, okay, so they in Formula Two and Formula Three there is only one FPV session, which is forty-five minutes. So it's not even a full hour. So they only really get forty-five minutes to learn the track, and then within like seconds, they have to not even seconds, probably like an probably a few hours, give or take, they go out for qualifying. Qualifying is thirty minutes for both um, for both Formula Two and Formula Three, and it sets the grid for Sunday's feature race. Um, obviously, the feature race is just the, like it is equivalent to. Um, what is it equivalent to? 170 kilometers or 60 minutes and then in Formula Two and then in Formula Three it's 45 minutes plus one lap. Um but for Saturday, that is where it's get a bit tricky, which I think Formula One should implement for sprint race weekends. And I think this is a widely like this is a widely spread opinion, especially people who like religiously watch Feeder series, because the way that Formula Two and Formula Three are set out provides such good racing that it would be amazing to see that in Formula Two, Formula 1. So I want to know, what do you think about the... Um, oh, wait, sorry, I didn't even explain what happens during the sprint race. So the sprint race is... Um, the sprint race is 170 kilometers for Formula 2, and then 40 minutes plus one lap for Formula 3. And that is a reverse grid. So what I mean by reverse grid is not... Like, whoever's in 22nd is starting first. No, it's the top 10 get reversed. So anyone who's outside the top 10, they stay in their positions for both races. But say, if you qualify 10th, you are starting first for the feature race, which honestly provides so much good racing. And even if, like, we've seen people, yeah, we've seen so much... Like, so many people who do the double, which honestly proves how good they are, like, winning the sprint race and the feature race. Obviously, we've seen Oli Behrman done it, do it in Baku, and then um, Felipe Drugovich last year doing it in Barcelona. But Check I want to get and Liv too. and Katie's opinions. Oh, yes, he did do it. I can't forget my own Australian. That's so embarrassing. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, I want to get your guys' thoughts on the, like, Formula 2, Formula 3 schedule. Like, what do you think about it? Do you think that, like I said, that we should implement it in Formula 1? In Formula because just want to know your thoughts. So we'll go Liv and then Katie.
1: I'm going to say, yeah, 100%. I think the sprint format in the feeder series is way better, if I'm being totally honest, because it still, you know, condemns you if you do qualify bad. If you qualify P17, I don't think you should, Boost right up to like a P3, you know what I mean? So I think yeah, it's good yeah, that yeah. it's only the top 10 because that is always really tight. If you look at their lap time during qualifying, sometimes they're separated by a few tenths. So I think it is fair to give them that swap. And it means that it gives people the opportunity to show that they can dominate in a race and also that they can lead from the front rather than always be trying to fight in the midfield because we know that that can take away from some people's performances if they're focusing on just not getting in the collision because Formula 2 and Formula 3 can be very collision heavy so I think sprint races are a great opportunity to find new winners new podiums and it just gives people that confidence that they need for the rest of the season sometimes one good performance can lead you to have a better stint in the season because you've built that confidence so I think they should implement it in F1 100% because there's no point in doing a sprint in F1 if it's going to be the same result as the main race yeah and I think
0: I think that's why a lot of drivers, especially like Max Verstappen, takes a such a strong dislike to sprint race weekends because essentially, we're, what the way that the layout is now, we're seeing the same race happen twice. And obviously, the FAA can't control that. No one can really control that, especially when Red Bull and Max Verstappen dominate so heavily, like they have in the past seasons. But in my mind, like if there was a reverse grid, like yes, Max Verstappen is probably gonna win in that RB19. But it's going to make it harder for him and it's going to be like there's going to be more closer battles like like we saw in Brazil, like to the line with Fernando Alonso and Checo. Like it's going to be much closer. And I think that's what Formula One fans want. It's not like, oh, yes, like we want to see a different race winner every weekend. Like, yes, we do. But even if like there's no denying Max Verstappen is amazing and that that Red Bull car is one of the best things ever. But at the end of the day. Sorry. Um, but at the end of the day, if he is, try- if we're getting more battles and more like overtakes and stuff like that, that's what you want to see. You want to see more interesting races rather than him winning two times on a weekend by like more than 10 seconds. Anyways, sorry, Katie.
2: It's okay. Um, yeah, I completely agree. And something that's super cool about Formula 2 and Formula 3 that is totally like such a huge part of it is the fact that they do like the reverse grid is there's always new race winners, which is so exciting. And, I mean, like, just imagine you've qualified, you've put in, like, such a good effort, and you've put put it on, like, 10th. Okay, you're starting from pole now. That is so exciting. So there's – and it also gives a chance to – so let's say someone, like your Charles Leclerc or or your Max Verstappen, who puts it on pole consistently, they also then have to show the skill of putting it back, you know, making their way back through the – the field and I think as I said before because they have the same cars in Formula 2 and Formula 3 um it's it's so it just creates such cool like races and yeah just the excitement of people like I'm starting off the front row in a Formula 2 race like the excitement they get when they do like the interviews and stuff um it's just so cool um yeah, so I really love it. I don't know how doing one FP would go down in Formula One though. I feel like that wouldn't people wouldn't love that. <laughs> probably um, not very well. Probably yeah, not because it would yeah. be. Like, yeah, that wouldn't be good. They'd need to do two because I guess they've got they do like rookie tests and stuff as well in in Formula One. I don't but, know, but I definitely but do. But with
0: the current schedule, with the current sprint schedule, don't we all, Don't we only have one FP one?
2: Yeah. Yeah. true. Because yeah, it's they like fp one the qualifying then the sprint. would be but which I don't think it needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like F two and F three really benefits from that because it's such like a points boost and makes a lot of it easier. But I think if one does, I guess, thrive on that like just a grand prix, um, just a mm-hmm. like heavy Sunday schedule. But F two and F three that makes it so much easier and. Um, like, just from a fan's perspective, you can – you can I mean, you can miss, like, the Sunday if you're busy on the Sunday you don't to watch anything on the Sunday. You can watch stuff on Saturday. Like, there's always something going on. Every single day of the race weekend, there's something interesting. Like, not saying the FP isn't interesting, but because it's, like, not, I mean, it's not, not, as not
1: as interesting as it's from race. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I or, think like, Collie my or biggest downfall...
0: yeah. yeah. I think my biggest downfall when I went to the G P was – so we had – f1 f2 f3 then we had supercars and we had the porsche Carrera cup so there was a lot going on on the track at any given point in time there was racing there was something happening there was literally never a dull moment so i think on the sunday especially it was like back to back to back to back feature races just the entire day and i literally like something that i love is like when I am able to, to watch the national anthems. Because obviously half the time it is at an ungodly amount, like ungodly time for the both of us or everyone who lives in Australia. So I don't get to watch the national anthems. And of course I need to go to the bathroom right as the national anthem starts. So I don't even get to watch the national anthem at my own home, home race. And I was so mad about it the entire time. I was like, I was so mad, but it was just like, you brought this on yourself. So I think, yeah, like you said, F2, F3 provides so much with racing, especially when you look at the calendar and you're going to a race and it says, like, so I encourage, like, a lot of people who are going to, like, say, like, Silverstone or, like, Baku or all of these races that have support series, even F1 Academy, because F1 Academy is supporting the F1 at so many races this year, which is so amazing. And I'm so, so, so happy and so grateful that that's happening now. So if you see like if you're like looking at your weekend schedule because most um, places will have the weekend schedule posted and you see like Formula One Academy, F2 F3, make sure you tune in for those av- like events and those like times because they are honestly some of the best racing you'll see and you never know in like five years from now you could see those same people in Formula One. And that's pretty cool to say you like I supported you when you were like in junior series
2: yeah that's something I always say like I can't wait for like one day when I'm like bringing my kids up it's like you know Monday mornings are always for F1 my kids will be like five and I'll be waking up at 2am to come and watch the races like literally and it I'll be like is. no I can remember her when she was in F1 Academy I've been her fan since day one yeah. <laughs> and they'll be like oh yes Mum. shut up Mum. <laughs> but you know what I mean like I, I it's so cool to be able to involved with them and also as I said especially as a young fan because a lot of them like we'll get into that a bit, a lot of them are our age so it's it's so cool to be like look what you're doing and you're my age it's so inspirational they're such cool people um and they post a whole bunch on social media as well which people our age
1: love yeah which is another great thing about it you know I will say though if you're going to go see the 30 series you need to wake up early for the races because I remember when I went to Silverstone 2022 i'm actually so upset i missed f2 because the bus you had like park and they took you on a bus into the track and the bus took forever and then f2 was over by the time i got there oh, so no. get there early that's a little tip as well
0: yeah i remember when i was like my, my dad and i so my dad has this thing where he so in melbourne you can take the trams because there's trams everywhere so they're free free trams take it take it to the track you can walk in there like it's fine it's all well and good because there's no parking. Anywhere at Albert Park because it is a street circuit. So, with saying that, my dad and I were like, you know what, we'll wake up early, we'll park the car. My dad has trust issues going on public transport, whatever. My mum and my sister will come on the thing later. I wanted to watch F2 and F3 anyways. My dad's like, okay, sweet. We spent, I kid you not, two hours driving around Albert Park trying to look for parking. So I missed Formula Three FP1 and Formula Two. I missed half yeah. of Formula Two FP1, and I was like, you know what? I'm not even bothered to get to my seat. So then I just found my like I found my friend, and then we were just like walking around the track, and we were like, this is my like this is my villain arc. Like I didn't even get to watch the one FP1 session. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh! <laughs> like, but then yeah. the next days,
2: yeah. If you're going to the-
0: bit of a very but so something that i'm very passionate about and katie likes to make fun of me for being this passionate about it because i had a whole like series on tiktok about it but it's super licenses i love a good super license i i love it so essentially if you obviously this is a crash course f2 and f3 so if you don't know what a super license is i'm here to tell you what it is so essentially a lot of people who compete in formula 2 and formula 3 obviously they have to because they are junior drivers and two they most of the time contribute to um sorry, they raise in Formula Two and Formula Three and Junior categories as a whole so that they can get points towards their super license and can and finish all the goals that they need to for their super license. So essentially the the kind of goals they need to complete is being over the age of eighteen unless there is some special like like, you know, you're some absolute god in the car that they can the FIA can excuse you to race at 17 or something like that but I don't think that's don't think that's happening anytime soon um and then you have to be racing for at least 80 percent of two seasons in any two junior categories so that can include like indie the cool thing is it does include indie car and it does include like indie next and like formula e and super formula all of these categories that don't even relate to formula one sometimes even supercars relates to it so which is quite cool because you can come from any Aspect of sports like motorsports, but you just have to meet that. You just have to meet that eighty percent of completing two seasons, and as well as that, you need to get forty points on your super license. So points are rewarded for where you finish in the standings. Obviously, Formula Two and IndyCar are the highest scoring points that you can get from anything. They're tied with the same points, so you get the same points. If you finish in the top 10, you get a certain amount of points and that all contributes towards your super license and the points on your super license run out after three years if you haven't been able to like get it into Formula One. So it's like 25 or something points if you win Formula Two um, and or IndyCar and then it just goes lower from there. So a lot of people as you like as you'll see they'll win formula or they'll, they'll be in the top 10 in uh, formula 3 and then they'll come into formula 2 they'll win the championship and they'll have enough super points on their super license they've qualified now for their super license and they ha- only have to complete um like 100 kilometers in fpu sessions and all of this stuff so that they can get more points if they need to. That's something that is very critical. If you know anything about Logan Sargent, because that's how Logan Sargent essentially got a super license, because they just gave him a bunch of FP1 sessions and said get up to a hundred kilometers right, like because he was like one point away from not getting it if he didn't finish in the po- if he didn't finish in the place that he did. Arguably, I think that there are people who could get that seat over Logan Sargent because if he was struggling to get his super license in the first place. Should he be in Formula One? We may never know, but that's a bit controversial. So, what I wrote down is: um, so F2, F3, and F2 IndyCar and F3 offer the highest points for young drivers in the super license, and it's very—it's obviously a necessity for them to score these points. So they obviously compete in these categories. That's why you see so much junior racing, and that's also why the F1 man, the FIA mandate rookie sessions. So each team has to do two rookie sessions unless one of their drivers are a rookie, because then it's like a rookie session every single FP1 session. So they only have to do one if they are rookie. So like Williams, AlphaTauri. Oh, actually, AlphaTauri is allowed to do two. So Williams and McLaren only had to do one each. So that was like Pato Award and. Who did... Williams and Franco. Oh, no, it was Zach, sorry. Zach O'Sullivan. Zach. Yeah. Man, it was... That was a crazy time. That was just like... Yeah. Yeah, and then Franco did post-season testing, which was so confusing to me. Right. Because, yeah, anyways. So, yeah, that's what... That's... And it's very good from the FIA, in my very honest opinion, that it's, 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 a, it's a great initiative from them because it forces younger drivers, or drivers... They're not always younger, as, like, as say, like young drivers... Like yeah. their driver, like Pato Award, for example, he races in IndyCar. Like we are getting, um, we're getting drivers like that coming and testing Formula One cars, which is pretty, which is a lot of people's dreams. Like a lot of people who are in any form of motorsport, their dream is to drive in Formula One someday, and that is so cool to me that they get to live out those dreams and stuff like that. So I, am I'm, I'm a fan of that.
1: I'm a fan of super licenses. I actually guys. love rookie sessions because I think oh, also so exciting. You know, like ignore f2 do you know what i mean because sometimes will focus on their 20 drivers and it's like no one else exists but with these rookie sessions they have to look at talent in formula 2 in indycar wherever they're getting their talent from but they need to look around and like i think it's just great for bringing people's names up and having that conversation could they get to f1 could they compete and they make all the content it's always
0: it's always good when you see like
1: and they, oh, they, yes, they, they make food.
0: all the contact
2: with them and they wear their like race and, suits and they and oh and it's so cute and they'll all be like walking because often um, something about the rocky test is that they they um, like let's say they often happens at um, is it kosher that it always happens? This must just be like certain racetracks. No, it's in Abu Dhabi. It's always in Abu a... Dhabi. Sorry, Abu Dhabi. Um, yeah, it's always in Abu I Dhabi. It's one of the end ones. Uh, it often happens, so a whole bunch of them will be rookies, and it's so sweet. And they do like all these photo shoots with them. And yeah, that's always my favorite part. I ha- I don't even really like racing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't like racing. <laughs> I just do it for the hot drivers. What can I say? I don't like Someone so clip, like that, up. Just clip that up. Clip that up.
1: Exactly. I'm gonna get cancelled. It's like F1, but like in an alternate universe. It's like trippy with the names on the the timing sheets.
0: It's like whenever, like, it's like when you see those videos of like F1 manager and like they, like, it's like 20 years from now and it's got like Tao Pocher and like all of these people and you're like, that's crazy. Like, like to think yeah. in a few years from now. All the people that we're seeing in like Formula Two, or at least a majority of the people that we see in Formula Two, are going to be in Formula One. It's crazy because then you can say like they're the same age as me. Like, yeah.
1: and how <laughs> privileged drivers are my age or younger is crazy. Yeah, I know. Mm. How
2: like and how and how privileged are we to be able to watch that on our screens? And it's like a lot of a big question that we always get asked is like where can I watch it? Um, but most uh places that broadcast Formula One will broadcast parts of Formula Two and Formula Three at least. I know F1 TV, they definitely have it. Um, that is yeah. true. So just get involved, yeah. everybody. It's so Oxfam exciting. They only
0: have qualifying. They don't have – yeah, it is. It is quite exciting. Um, what was I going to say? qualifying. Yeah, they, no, they have qualifying, F, um, the feature race and the sprint race. They don't have FP1, oh. which I find is strange. But I get... Is fo- <laughs> get what? TV included. Only on my TV, though, which is more strange. But it is this entire ordeal. But yes, so this is kind of like... That's kind of like majority of the things. But what I do... Like, kind of majority of a crash course in Formula 2 and Formula 3. But what, what I do want to mention... Katie and I have talked about this before, but we do want to get Liv's insights on this. Is obviously we've said that there is a very, very relatively young Formula, 2, Formula 1 grid at the moment, with a lot of drivers being contracted long-term. Obviously, this, this year's silly season is going to be the biggest silly season that we've had, probably since 2020, probably since last two years ago, actually. But who do you think, out of anyone that is currently on the F2 grid or has previously won a championship or is in any category of junior motorsport who do you think, like, just give us your, like, standout picks for who is going to make it into Formula 1 or who you think has got the potential to make it there.
1: For 2024? For 2025? Or, like, in general?
0: For twenty twenty, we'll, uh No, for in general. We'll say in
1: general. In general. Okay. So, I'm biased, but I really want Fredrick Vesti to get an F1 seat. In my opinion, I think at least give him that opportunity because six wins in F2 is no easy feat, and he showed that he can, you know, had his wheels not literally fallen off his car, which no one can prevent, <laughs> and he didn't have that spin as far, I think he could have dominated 100%. So I think Frederick Vesti, and I think Ollie Behrman, I'd be silly to not bring him up. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible racing driver, and he's shown that he can adapt to a car really quickly to come P6 in your rookie season, but with the amount of wins he had, four wins, his backy weekend alone, like, come on, like, topping free practice, top in qualifying, winning the sprint race and also the feature race. All at 18, or was he 17? 18 at the time. Just shows that yeah, like he was 18. an incredible driver and can adapt quickly. I think Kimi Antonelli has a bright future. Obviously, we don't know. I don't want to put too much pressure. He hasn't like even like driven an F2 car properly yet. So I'll leave that kind of up in the air. But who else? I'm excited to see Zach O'Sullivan because I think Classic. he's a talent. And if Williams are looking for... if if, I'm not wishing any bad, if. if Logan Sargent was to not perform, if, I think Zach O'Sullivan, if he does perform in F2, could be a very viable option. And if if F, what am I saying? If Williams want to do this whole thing, where they actually get their drivers from their driver academy into F1, because they've been quite bad with that in the past, I think mm-hmm. Zach O'Sullivan is a great shout. But mm-hmm. this grid is so stacked, and I think there's so much talent on this grid. Like yeah. So exciting season. Jack Doohan, like, there's so many drivers that I can name.
0: There, like, I think that Formula 2, Formula One just needs to create like seven championships, just of the same yeah. thing, but just get everyone to point. race like in turns because there is so, so, so much. Like, we are seeing the product of so much young talent now, especially like obviously, like you said, you've listed so many big names like Gabriel Bortoletto, Oli Bearman, like Frederick Vesti, Theo Porsche, all of these amazing. Like, and we're not even talking about drivers who aren't even on the grid anymore. Like but, like Felipe Drogovic as well, obviously a bit controversial yeah. with his Lance Stroll tweets. But, um, you know, we're seeing so much. And the fact that Junior Series have developed so much from when, say, like, Fernando Alonso was racing, like when he was racing or like when Sebastian Vettel was racing and stuff like that. Junior Series have developed so much and there is so much of a more like interest in them like there is more people who like in love like to watch it and people who like rate these drivers highly. And obviously it's for a good reason as well. We're seeing drivers that do amazing things and I think it's gonna be so so hard for all of these teams and drivers when they look at when they look at having to sign drivers because it's like yeah, we have so many people in Formula One who are so good, but then we also have all these like junior talents who are literally like ready and like rearing and like he's they are ready to get in that car and just absolutely give it their all and i think like i'm not saying that drivers in the f1 grid aren't ready to give it their all they 100% are but like if you were to put if it was just one weekend all i beg formula 1 the fia let 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 this happen if this is one thing you listen to me for one weekend i don't care where it is maybe like make it some easy track maybe like monza so no driver races no God, no formula extra... 1 driver no one's in the car yeah, I just make up things because I just think that they're funny. So, yeah, no yeah. Formula 1. Tiana's Monty like, Formula one Tiana's like an, an, an easy track. track.
2: She's like, an easy track, Monza? Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know where she gets Monza. these things from. She's, <laughs> She's like, like, oh, looking at it." Yeah, literally. No, no, Nick like in my mind.
0: In. in my mind, like Monza is such an.
1: <laughs> I think I could last time it. That's the point. It was actually this time... I can like, drive like, any yeah. track
0: yeah like I just I think my toxic like trait is thinking that I can I jump talking, to an F1 car and do really
2: well you know how well. you know how like people say like like I think it's like 50% of males think that they can like land an airplane I was asking one of my friends the other day and I was like do you think that if you had like an engineer in your ear you could drive an F1 car and he was like yeah I was like I don't think you could he's like it's not that hard Caitlin I was like hated it is just like, so anyway. I've got
0: the, I've got the neck, I've got the neck for it. Like, you know what? Like, yeah, It was well, literally, that's what I was really. saying to
2: him. He's like, I have to do neck training. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not the same amount of G's, mate. And he's like, he's like, oh, okay. He's like, I reckon I could though. I was like, oh, whatever.
0: It was literally this time last year though, that I was in, like, I went to Melbourne and Melbourne had this sim it was an F1 sim, or you could drive at Lewis Hamilton's Mercedes around Monza. Obviously, I did pretty well, so that's why I'm basing off the fact that Monza is an easy, is an easy track, because if I can drive Monza, surely everyone else could drive Monza. Anyways, back like, to my totally business proposal to the FIA. So, no F1 drivers at the track. No one in sight. They don't even come to the track. They get a weekend off in Monza.
1: Just stay at home. <laughs>
0: stay stay at home. You can. Once again, Finally. I'm all for giving people early vacations. So... <laughs> party in italy and then you get the entire f2 grid obviously we have to leave out two drivers that can be like hu- happy hunger Games. so whichever two I drivers yeah it, live get yeah, live to pick the drivers and it will be sweet like only 20 drivers on the grid and they're all formula two drivers and they get, we get them to like do the same schedule as formula one and see who wins because i oh, yeah. feel like that would be so interesting actually maybe get fernando keep fernando alonso on the grid because he's still young but <laughs> yeah. we, we can we get fernando alonso he's he's still in his he's still in his aston martin so we just get probably like someone else to just join him in aston and just so like maybe someone from f like his his like his junior program like fernando alonso also yeah. having his own junior program also that's that's pretty know, cool money. like it, like he is team, he is such like obviously uh, but it's like the same thing like he still teaches these kids what they need to like like things that they need to know about racing and obviously who better than so who cute. better to learn from than one of the most skilled drivers in formula one and Is i think really, like, obviously teams i'm teams not the teams biggest teams fernando like, alonso fan yeah, yeah he's not that me. old like, i love that i love that people keep calling Fernando like the day fernando alonso retires for real for real, for real, for real. i don't know what i'm going to do because like like, how do we live... La- like, who's going to make the funny TikToks? Who's That's going to be hitting the gritty nothing. on the grid? Like, <laughs> like who is going to be, like, winking to karma when they're rumoured to be dating Taylor Swift? Like, exactly. there's there's no one you else. It's only Fernando
1: Alonso.
0: Yeah. Like, I think... I don't think Fernando Alonso knows what's happening in his TikToks either. I just think Jimmy is just like, do this right now. Yes. Like, I want to yeah, know what happened. I want to be a fly on the wall in those com- in those conversations but okay. it has now come to ta- come to the time of everyone's favorite ep- t- uh, It has now come to everyone's favorite part of from the field to the track. It's probably the reason that you're watching this episode besides for Live. So Katie, it's your time to shine take it away.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your guys' favorite part of the episode. It is time for the drive of your life question. Liv, you may not have seen this before. Basically, I ask you a question about a drive that you might take, and I'm just going to chuck an extra driver in there. So the question today is, which F2 or F3 driver from last season, so from the 2023 season, would you like to drive you to your wedding?
1: my wedding am i running late do i need to get there quick or is this like a sure this
2: this is completely up to you if you want to if you want to make up your own little story that goes along with it we quite often do this so just just go for it
1: (laughs) okay okay say i'm running late that's a different story then i think frederick resty because he doesn't crash too often Unless your start. rear tyres
0: aren't put on properly.
1: Unless your rear are aren't put on, then um, long day. But, because some other drivers, they may be fast, but the amount of times they crash, I don't want to crash on my way to my wedding. Actually, so. Or, someone like a Richard for sure, I've not, he doesn't get involved in too many incidents. He
0: just kind so of exists. Get there safely.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like he like, just exists. So you get there safely. Maybe not the fastest, but fast enough and safely. So, yeah, which is depending. which is all that matters. Exactly. I feel like,
0: Richard Vishore has no haters, but I also don't know a single Richard Vishore fan. Richard, so so Richard. <laughs> He's like stuck in
1: the middle. Just... He's, he's got just, no he fans, but he's also got no haters. Exactly. He just is an itchy
0: driver. Um, yeah, I mean... Maybe I'll become Richard Vishore's fan, maybe for this season, obviously, because for... Clem's not racing. I'll become a Richard Vishore fan.
1: Yeah. I can put in your
2: submissions to be, your, like... to be Tiana's yeah. favourite F2 driver, if you're listening right now. <laughs> You can you can message Tiana at from yep. the fields You're listening, <laughs> Tiana. Who are you picking?
0: There's already one. In, actually, we're not saying that. Anyways, um, I have no idea. Actually, wait. Sorry, is it from this year's grid? Sorry, I forgot. No, last
2: year's from this year's grid.
0: Yeah. Oh, last year's grid. Sorry. Oh, okay. Nice. So, well, my obvious choice is to go with Clem. But the last three times we have done an F2, F3 episode, I have chosen Clem. So. Oh, this is hard. This is genuinely... You mm, can pick clearly. Maybe, like... No, but I don't want to. See, like, I've cl- picked him so many times, <laughs> it's like you picking Daniel Ricciardo every single time. <laughs> um. Oh, that's hard. I think maybe... Maybe, like, a... Oh, man. Okay, maybe, like, a Yumi Iwasa. Like, that's such a, like, a left-wing answer, but I just think he'd get me to where I need to go. But he'd also, like, <laughs> he seems like a good guy. Or like for Dennis Hauger, maybe.
1: Oh, yeah. Maybe Dennis Hauger. He has okay, been involved you... in a couple incidents, though. To just oh, yeah, good. Dennis. Yeah. yeah if yeah. you okay, ask me.
0: Okay, if you ask Okay, maybe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Richard Vishaw.
2: <laughs> okay, right. I don't know why both of you guys have picked sure. Richard sure here. Anyway, my answer to this question... Okay, we did this with F1 Drivers just to let you in on a little secret, Olivia. And I did pick Jane Ricardo, as Gianna said. But um, I need somebody who is going to be a calming presence because I because I'm going to be nervous. I need good music. I need to get there like, on time. About and <laughs> I know I where need, this is going. I, I know where this is going. Okay, I am going to pick... Taylor Posher, okay? This is why. One I love Teo the Puchier. guy, like I feel like him and I would be real close. <laughs> okay? So him and I, just him and you I, feel in like our, um and yeah, he'd be so lovely to me and then and then we're just listening to Trevor Scott. By the way, if you don't know, Taylor Te- Posher loves Trevor Scott, so do I. And uh <laughs> and we just be listening to Trevor Scott. I'd be in
0: my me, beautiful Taylor Posher is the living I-
2: embodiment of this
1: I thought that. Okay, and also,
0: also, something real important of this emoji.
2: Something real important when you're driving me to a wedding. I don't want to be like, hey, I don't want to be like, you're so hot that I don't now want to go marry my husband. I I need someone who's (laughs) like, I need someone who's the living embodiment of that emoji. You know what I mean? Like Tayo wasn't gonna be like, so, do you want to get out of here? Like,
1: when he had his um his hair in his corner. That is some comedic relief.
0: <laughs> you don't understand. I literally, so I saw it and I was like, I new haircut? I was like, Katie, did you see Taylor oh Pusher's new haircut? And she's like, no. And then I'm like, okay, <laughs> we were on FaceTime. So I screen, rec- I go like screen sharing. I'm like, I don't think you're ready to see this. I was like, okay. And then I like go on to his like story and she's like, what the heck?
1: It was, a, it was a choice. It was a bold choice. I mean, Him and, here's the him and Joe choice. as well. Yeah, I was going to say, table chair's hair or Joe's hair, that's the choice.
0: Oh, man, but Joe's looked so uncomfortable. <laughs> but <before> oh, that's <laughs> the favourite. It's so bad. We have, like, in our group chat, we have all these stickers of just the memes of, like, random F1 drivers or F2 and F3 drivers, <laughs> and we use them at the most, un- like unrealistic times it's so yeah, funny cool. but that's you know cool. what if you're if we haven't already convinced you to watch f2 or f3 this will convince you every single person on that f2 f3 grid is a walking meme i can tell you at least oh. one joke for every single driver that
2: i have so yeah. <laughs> so if you want if you want some good laughs we have we have like a nickname for every single f2 and exactly. f3 driver like relevant one it's so funny it's
0: so funny. But, anyways, we have now come to the end of the episode of From the Field to the Track. I want to say a huge, huge, huge thank you to Liv for joining us on today's episode. Obviously, once again, Katie and I are like your biggest fans. So, this was amazing to have you on the podcast. We had, we've had some good times, we've had some good laughs. So you are welcome back on the podcast literally whenever you want. This is your podcast as well as it is mine. And as per so usual, <laughs> as per usual, a huge shout out to my co host. And best friend Katie, because she is currently in her holiday house. As you can see, that's not um, that's not Katie's normal setup. Um, she is in her holiday house hotspotting from her phone because she is that dedicated to this cause. So I am so grateful and thankful for her. And I'm also so thankful and grateful for both of them because you guys wouldn't have seen it. But we struggled for about 20 minutes to try and get this episode up and running. And as you can see, I'm not in my usual room. But what do you do when you live? In a place where there is limited wi-fi but make sure you guys head over to the description box to check out all of Liv's instagrams and all of that like all the handles all of that stuff because make sure you go and give her some love because she absolutely deserves it and we will see you in the next episode of from the field to the track bye Yay!